Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Colón Bioma Law, PLLC, is 100% native-owned and operated, founded by Vern Colón Bioma. Their practice areas include corporate law, business transactions, finance, economic development, gaming, casino development, online gaming, real estate, environmental permitting and approvals, telecommunications, government affairs, employment and labor relations, historic preservation and cultural resources, and energy. Colón Bioma Law is committed to making positive and lasting change in our communities as they support nonprofit volunteers community activism and employing Indian preference in hiring and vendor relations. Your family's health is important. Access and Kids Care can help you care for the people you care about. See a doctor on or off reservation at IHS Tribal and Urban Indian Clinics or anywhere else. Health coverage through Access and Kids Care is offered at no cost to tribal members, their children, and their grandchildren. To make an appointment with someone who can help you apply for health coverage, visit CoverAZ.org or call 211. If you already have Access or Kids Care, don't forget to renew. Cover AZ can help with that as well. That's C O V E R A Z dot org or call 211. You are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me is the prince of no air, Carlton Banks. <laughs> where where did that come from, the prince of no air? The... Because, you know, like it's the prince of bell air. Yeah. But then it's like, I, I couldn't imagine you getting high in the sky. Oh, I'm always. In, uh... in any attempt of whatever that might reflect playing basketball or <laughs> skating. I know we talked about skating. The only time I could see you in the air is if like you slipped on a skateboard and <laughs> I guess the skateboard would go into the air. And so like you're, you're no air and then you're Carlton Banks. I like, I like to stay on the ground. So <laughs> exactly. It's why you're the, the prince of no air, <laughs> but you know, it, it's great to be back again. It's, it's, beautiful outside it's getting chillier and uh you know that time of the year is coming up or it actually is happening the time of the year what carl is referring to for hopi all around the world i suppose is that it is now no shave november that extends into no shave december and no we're not doing this to be philanthropic we're doing this so that uh don't get us i guess yeah exactly <laughs> we're actually talking about 
about Gyamuya. Gyamuya is our tradition that happens usually around this fall area, winter area. So, you know, it's interesting. I haven't seen any arguments over Gyamuya on Facebook just yet. Really? Yeah, because usually annually there's this big old argument, this great debate of when it actually starts and yeah. when it actually yeah. ends. And so, I guess come middle of December, then we'll see those arguments of whether, whether it's, it's still it's going, going on <laughs> or if it's not going on because then you know and it's funny because Hopis I, I well at least I do I don't know if other Hopi men do this but I try to plan around Kiamaya I try to get my haircut like kind of earlier mid November yeah, yeah just that way so I'm not looking too Bruce Lee-ish come December because then you know come when the Christmas pictures come around then you know all the men are all have this Asian man big old, looking, big old hair. looking haircut like we're all in a <laughs> kung fu dojo or something and you know re- looking real real kung fu-ish and so I tried to get my haircut the one thing that I did forget to do was I forgot to shave yeah and then so you text me and you said that Gilmia is here yeah and you said yeah wish Jesus a happy birthday and well, my, the fuzz was already there. It was like, fuck, I forgot to shave. Exactly. And that's the reason why I didn't shave too, is that when I have heard about that, and I was like, oh man, I should have at least shaved off some of it before <laughs> now I'm going to be looking rough. And and we are planning some uh, Christmas photos for the podcast. So yeah. Carl and I will be looking really, a little gruff. little like cavemen. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it, you know, it, it's great to to be here back in the studio and we actually do have two new 30 pack sponsors. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like uh, you guys are listening to us and uh, it's such a great uh, way to give back to the community. And yes, we are uh, planning on buying more stuff for you guys to uh, you know, uh, what is it? The giveaways and stuff like that. And the so giveaways. All, yeah, Paying AJ to continue to hang yeah, around. Yeah, and and along make us with old the, guys seem cool. <laughs> along with our subscriptions, uh, you know everything else. New equipment, you know, yeah, new equipment that's coming in, and hopefully we can start up the YouTube. You know, big uh, big holiday party at the museum club. <laughs> no. You know, I never been to the museum. You know, club. I never have either. Yeah, I never been. I've in only there. been next door to the Starlit the, Lane, the bowling alley. It's called yeah. <laughs> I've been right right next to the bowling alley, the Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, congratulations and welcome to, uh, to the 30-pack sponsor is uh, Candice. Uh, I don't know your last name. You didn't give your last name out. But Candice, thank you for, for becoming a, a sponsor, our 30-pack sponsor. And again, uh, and... Brandon J. Coyne, you know, both of them are our newest members to the CJ podcast family and to, to, you know, the sponsorship family there. So thank you. Thank you both of you. So, um, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Even though it's, it's a small donation, it helps us in a huge way and we appreciate all the pennies that come our way. So, and speaking of like pennies and and uh, giveaways, we are still planning on the giveaway, right? We're, we're still planning on that. Uh, I think so. I think we're still planning on the giveaway. There, there will be a giveaway based on our Instagram reaching 1,000 followers and our social media accounts will be announcing 
I suppose, information on how that's yeah, going to go about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in for, for full disclosure, in, in real Hopi fashion, don't ask us questions about this giveaway because we know nothing <laughs> we about have it. We have no idea what's going on. It's our, it's, uh, our, our intern yeah. that is coordinating we're, that. And we're, so. the, we're, the, we're the pretty faces. We're the pretty faces that uh, make this we're, stuff we're happen. We're just the guys on the billboards and talk shit. The, the real <laughs> heroes of the podcast, so you, you ask her these questions. Yeah, yeah, so... Other than that, other than we not knowing when the giveaway will be, we know that they're gonna, there's going to be gifts because I actually saw the gifts. Yeah, they're pretty nice. They're gifts really too. nice gifts. Really nice gifts. And so yeah. thank you. Big shout out to all the artists out there that did make donations for this giveaway. Big shouts out to AJ again. Uh, big shouts out to us because then we pitched in and- Oh yeah, one yeah. Of, one we, of the we, gifts too. And so, if you do follow us on Instagram, uh, you will be entered to win. I guess this, that that's going to be my. I guess. think I think that's how it's going to work. Yeah. And so, big thanks to that. But we do have a, a topic today. We do have a topic, and it's interesting because it's kind of piggybacking on a topic that we did when we first started the podcast. And so, we did do this Hopi and sports episode way back when in season one and so in preparation for this episode i went back and i went to listen to that original episode way back and man it was some of the cringiest shit that i listened to because we were just starting starting the podcast and <laughs> man we were so lame i don't understand how the first season those episodes from our first season like have the most listens yeah for the entirety of our podcast and it's like man people do like to listen to, to the cringy awkward stuff. res guys trying to do their best bahana man impressions <laughs> talking on a podcast but i i listened to that episode i was like god damn man we were i don't know who the hell we were trying to impress back then but we I, sure we sure talked different we talked a whole lot different back then in those initial episodes i was cool i don't know what you were back then <laughs> you were, i was always cool you were goofy i man. was you were worse than, than <laughs> worse than right now, now? yeah <laughs> what do you mean i've been i've been always cool i've been the, i've been the cool guy no, but I, I think today what we're going to talk about is that because in addition to it being Kiamuya, that it's also sports season. Yeah, it's also real, sports real deep season. into sports season in particular. I think really we're going to more more so focus on basketball because then, you know, in the initial episode where we talked about sports that we kind of really just talked about, I guess, briefly how sports is intertwined with our lives here on the reservation but you know there's so much more that could we could talk about it and i guess really specifically talking about the toxic fan culture yes on, on the reservation yes. Yes. you know the toxic fan culture uh for folks here on the reservation is a widely discussed topic amongst kitchen tables especially for those folks that have students that are going to school, that are student athletes, that are playing basketball. And it, it's interesting, though, because then, you know, like, because we, we just had a discussion before we started recording specifically based on sports. Yeah. And so, you know, last night, the Phoenix Suns were playing. Yes. The Phoenix Suns are my absolute favorite team. They were playing last night and I was watching them play. Yeah. I was watching them play and man, in that first half, they were getting sliced to death by the Sacramento offense and it was pissing me off so yeah. much. I was like, fuck man, like, why does sports do this to me? Like, why do I allow <laughs> sports 
to affect my mood so much because I remember I was watching that game and I was thinking, talking to myself in yeah. my head because like my wife was there, you know, she was sitting yeah, next yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. the Red's famous wife, and my little kids were running around, you know, doing what little kids do, you know, they're playing, being happy in the world and not caring they, they about. Didn't, they didn't care about that the game. My defense was getting sliced to death by the Sacramento Kings, and I was just sitting there like just so angry, and I was like, why do I let sports do this to me? Because if the Suns lose, yeah, like there are so much more worse things in the world that could happen than if the Suns lose. And I just remember, like, because there were there was a certain player, yeah, and then like I was just in, I was just really picking on him. I think my wife started to laugh at me yeah, because yeah. this player, like, he was just getting torched on defense, <laughs> and I was like, "Shame it, you fucking bum! You're useless!" Like, you know, just all of the most insulting slurs were coming out of my my mouth and you know what it really reminded me of Reds fans and how we get during high school basketball Pee-wee games. basketball games. Pee-wee yeah, basketball, pee-wee basketball. Games. It's a ref's game. Throw the ref out. <laughs> like the points don't matter in uh, peewee basketball. Your <laughs> child's not only keeping score. <laughs> we're not keeping score right now. And and it's just I I guess you know and uh, to be fair, I guess really that's not just a res thing. Like it's no, not no, just specific no, no, no. to reservation folks. That I guess is really a worldwide thing. That it you know, is because it I is. did see over the internet. Because then right now, I guess the World Cup's going on. Yeah, there, there, there's a sport out there called uh, soccer. Apparently, yeah. and the rest of the world calls it football, football. which is confusing as fuck. No, <laughs> but I I saw on Twitter that there were these rival sports fans. Yeah, and they got into a huge brawl. In the middle of the street. And so I guess really, you know, that is a a demonstration that the way that sports makes us feel, it's a universal thing that we all, I guess, take it too seriously. I guess really that's what it is, is that we're taking it too seriously because we want our sports teams to win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when they start to lose that all of this negative energy I guess it really just comes out in the wrong way. And for folks that I guess aren't too serious about it their attitude might just be real nonchalant like oh man we lost and then they go on and enjoy the rest of their day exactly and this is a statement that i make to sports fans common sports fans like all the time it's like you could have the worst day in the world yeah like your dog dies and you get fired from your job yeah. your tire blows out on your way from home but god damn it if the phoenix suns win it's like the best day in the world <laughs> Like, it just completely changes your mood. And then on the flip side, you could be having the greatest day in the world. Your baby's born. You win the lottery. You win a billion dollars. And if the suns lose, you're like, fuck, man, this day sucked. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And it's so weird how we put so much emphasis on, like, games and, like, how we could out, out, uh, like, like the turn of our lives, like it, the output of our lives depend on, on a game. Like, you know, there was, uh, you know, the, the football, uh, what is it? The Cardinals game. Mm-hmm. They were playing in Mexico. Yeah. Mexico game. You know, it was, it was such a great game. You know, Mexico city was, was going wild, but wild because they haven't had a game since 2019. They had butts up there. Yeah. All Niner fans. And they're all Niner fans up there. And so they were, they were painting the streets with all of the, the football emblems, NFL. They had parties all <laughs> week long and whatnot. And it was, it was so strange to me. It was like, uh, cause I watched it from beginning till end and, 
um, you know how you know how we have the the national anthem. You know, one person yep. sings the national, yep. and nobody was singing the national anthem with the, any with with that person. You know, they're standing still. Or and then when it came to the Mexico's national, everybody, everybody was standing up. Everybody was all singing, all singing away, cheering, and you know, like man, it was it's such a great game. And of course, you know, uh, of course, our team got the rest. Yeah, of course, the red team. You know, you know, our red team basically just ate dirt over there, and they basically should have just stayed in Mexico. Speaking of the Arizona Cardinals, this past weekend, yeah, they lost by one point. They lost by one point. To yes, the I, I almost said the San Diego Chargers to the no. LA Chargers, <laughs> and I was so. And it, it's see, this is this is what sports does to you because yeah. like that game really didn't mean anything. No, no. Even no. if we won, like we'd still be a pretty good distance out from being a playoff team. Yeah, yeah. Which is a measurement of success for any professional sports team. And so like there was no stakes really. No. That you know, win or lose, you're pretty much going to be in the same place no matter what yeah and so they're playing and then they're ahead and they were playing really good 17 to 24 and i was yep. thinking man they can win this yep. game they can win this 24. game and of course in true cardiac cards <laughs> fashion they lose by one point and man after that game i was so furious and i had the same mentality inter yeah. inter conversation in my head like why are you so mad <laughs> This game meant nothing. You're here with your family. Let them enjoy with their Sunday yeah, yeah. what it is they're enjoying. But man, I was just sitting in that in my seat, just stewing, stewing away. Like yeah. I was like those. I was like those cartoons where like steam was coming out of my ears. I was so pissed <laughs> off. And because like on Sunday in our house, we pretty much watch football. Oh, yeah, all day. like yeah. like football is on the TV from the start from the very first games, which start around 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. And then usually the cards play in the afternoon. And then so I'm usually watching the Cardinals game around yeah. one or two o'clock in the yeah. afternoon and all the loser fans out there who don't watch the Cardinals, they're just standing around talking shit on Facebook <laughs> because Arizona stations don't show their teams play unless yeah. they're playing the Cardinals. Yeah. And then, then after that afternoon Cardinals game, then the evening game plays mm -hmm. and then we'll watch that. So it's yeah. like football all day long. But on Sunday, when after the cards lost, like I was just so angry. Like I couldn't, I didn't want to watch football. I didn't want to watch football. So I, I changed it to Disney Plus. Yeah. And I put a Christmas movie on because I was so mad. And then so the Christmas movie played. And I knew my wife wanted to watch football, but I yeah. think she kind of noticed how mad I was. So she kind of left me alone. And then so the Christmas movie played. And I said, okay, now I'm feeling better. Let, let, let the Christmas joy inject some. Uh, some better feelings into my body and then when that game was over then I said uh, when the movie was over then I told yeah. my wife okay if you want to watch the evening game we can watch the evening game yeah. so then she changed it to the evening game and then football was back on for the evening but it, it just it's just such an interesting thing I guess and you know one of the things that you did mention before we started recording is that why in as fans when we talk about sports that when we talk about our team's successes or downfalls that we always say it in a way to where we're including ourselves yeah we yeah. won last night yeah we won last night we lost last night yeah i'm like who who lost last night you and who and i was like the cards man my team and i'm like i know it's your team but you don't have to say you know your 
Like <laughs> you're not included. You you don't go down and you don't help out with the team. You're not the water boy down there. All you do is just sit on your ass and watch the game and get mad. That's pretty much it. <laughs> And then, and then you say it's my team. It's like it's not your team. It's your you're you're cheering for a team. <laughs> Just say yeah, I, the Cardinals lost, you know, or the you know the Chargers lost. Instead oh, of saying oh man. man, my team, you know, it's like we lost, we lost, and you know we won, we won. You're like, I don't care. Speaking of eating defeat, that my family and I over the Thanksgiving break, yeah, that we traveled down to Tucson, and we went to go watch my Sun Devils, my Sun Devils, yeah. Lose <laughs> to that school from northern Mexico. Yeah. I think they're called like the Wildcats or something. <laughs> and so I've just been having a real shitty time, I guess. Thank God for the Suns, though, because they did win last night. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, that's kind of uh, using the podcast as an outlet to talk about some of these things. But I guess really, you know, kind of some of that negativity, because I guess really it's one thing that when you're at home, Yelling at players that are playing on the TV that cannot hear you, that cannot hear you, that they're not going to see you anytime, yeah, soon. And you know, you're and especially you know, because we talk shit from the sidelines, yeah. And like, if I saw any of these players in real life, I'm shaking their hand, yeah, you're saying, Good I'm game. trying to get a picture with them, <laughs> I'm posting it on my Instagram. And so, you know, one minute it's fuck you, Shamit, then the next minute, oh, I saw Landry Shamit today, and I'm taking. <laughs> A picture with him. And, and so, you know, I guess it really kind of makes us, it kind of makes us act drunk in a way because then, you know, we're really not, we're really not carrying ourselves in a proper way. And I guess really the real toxic part is that when we carry this fandom to our local schools, yeah, when we take it to games yeah, that involve yeah. our children or other people's children, because then, you know, I was watching the game last night and there was this one instance where a player committed a foul. And the opposed the the team of the player that committed the foul they challenged the call because we didn't think that he made the foul. We yeah. think the referees made a mistake, and so it just so happened that the team that was challenging they were the home team, and so when the referees reviewed the play and they assessed that the call was rightfully called that this guy did make the foul, and you could see it clearly on video that yeah. the guy made the foul, yeah. and then the whole crowd. That was there. They all just groaned and booed. And then the commentator made a funny joke. He said, you know, to the dismay of the 17,000 additional referees that are here. (laughs) And, you know, and really that's kind of the attitude that we carry as fans when we go to watch our kids play yeah. here on the yeah. reservation. And, you know, t- today's kind of a big day. Well, I guess, you know, by the time that the listeners listen to it, to this episode, it'll have been passed. But tonight, our Tuba City Warriors are playing the Hopi Junior Senior High School Bruins. Oh, really? The the rival schools. Yeah, the, 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 quote, the legendary unquote, rival schools. The yeah. legendary schools battling each other. But always the Bruins always lose. So. <laughs> It's not even a rival anymore. And, you know, I have I have shoes in both camps, I guess. And so, you know, the best thing that I can say is go Tuba, go Warriors, and then go Hopi, go Bruins. And and so, but, you know, really, I guess, you know, because the other, two, other big thing, too, I guess that's really happening as far as J-Man's life is concerned that involves sports is that my two little kids joint sports. Yeah. My son is playing basketball now. And my daughter is going to play basketball when her season starts. And so I guess, you know, give a shout out locally to, um, 
oh gosh, now I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I can't remember what the organization's name is. But once I remember it, Heal. Big Heal. shout out to the Heal Group. The, okay. The, the, the Heal Group. And so that's a local uh, organization here that coordinates all of these uh, athletic competitions for all the local Hopi schools. And so big shout out to the Heal League. I know that it's a lot of work that you all do for our kids to oh, be yeah, able to yeah, play yeah, sports. Yeah. And so, you know, big shout out to you all and for all of the extra time that you commit to doing that. But, you know, my son just now started playing basketball. And he's never played basketball before, at least organized sports in his entire life. Just, you know... All the other little things that we did as kids, you know, that's Throw really the all ball, his experience. Yeah, yeah playing sports and, has yeah. been, and then so you know, me and my, me and the Red's famous wife, we had this conversation with him last night because he was watching the Suns game with us. Yeah, and when the Suns won. He was watching the TV and he saw the players of the Suns. He was watching the players of the Kings. He saw them shaking hands and yeah. kind of, you know, doing the whole high five hand slap thing. And he was like, he kind of had, he asked this question, are they... Are they saying good job to each other? You know, because I guess, you know, he didn't really quite understand what was going on. Yeah. And yeah. so my wife and I had to tell him about good sportsmanship. We told him that, yeah, they're they're telling each other that you guys played a good game. Yeah. You did a good job. And then, you know, we went through this whole uh, conversation with him about, you know, when you play sports, that even whether you win or you lose, you carry yourself with respect. Yeah. You be a dignified winner or you be a dignified loser. Even if you lose, yeah, you might be mad inside that you lose, but you still congratulate the other team for winning. Yeah. You still tell the other players that, hey, you played a good game. And even if you win, it's still the same thing. That yeah. You tell the other team that, hey, you played a good game. Gracious. Gracious. Yeah. You show yeah. uh, a, your way as a gracious winner. And, you know, as my wife and I were having this conversation with my son, then again, you know, it really made me think about how we carry ourselves in our, <laughs> in our reservation gyms yeah. when yeah. it comes to sports, when it comes to basketball, especially. And, you know, my, this morning, my wife asked me, she said, are you going to go to the game tonight? And, you know, I told her, I said, um, I don't know. I'll think about it. But kind of in my my heart, I already knew the answer. Like, no, I'm probably not going to go. Yeah. And, you know, I guess really, you know, as as, as somebody that has attended high school games plenty, because our oldest daughter, she played yeah. uh, basketball yeah. in high school and attending a lot of these basketball games that it can get very toxic it can it can get very toxic very very toxic and so what are what are some of the toxic tendencies that a lot of the fans have at these basketball games oh my god where do i start is that there are a lot of sideline coaches there are a lot yes. of sideline moms dads that yell at the coach yell at the refs yell at players players no less and it's it's disheartening to see that these points don't count. These, these, they're not playing for money. They're not playing for fame. They're not playing for a scholarship. They're playing for fun. And when you get parents involved with this, they think that their child is going to be the, in the NBA or the NFL or the MLB. And, you know, you, and, and all, all in all, like, you know, the, these parents, they just have no filter. You know, they start saying like, you know, bad words. They start cussing. They start getting thrown out of the games. And and that's reflected on the, the kids saying that, oh, man, if my mom and dad are doing this, I'm going to start doing this as well, too. So then that's when it come it becomes that toxic trait where kids don't don't understand the real sportsmanship of 
of these games where it's like we play until there's one winner and then if we lose then we congratulate them we congratulate for a good game there's always going to be a next game and if you if you win that's great if you lose then you just try harder and that's the point of playing games and that's the point of playing that it's it's about teaching them how to be a person in life rather than being a person then and there as where it's like you're just or, or yelling this game their lives depend yeah on their lives de- depend on the game it's it's teaching them the life skills that if you lose in life that's okay it's it's perfectly well okay to lose in life because they're always gonna you're always gonna lose in life you're never gonna win if you always win then how ca- how do you know that you're gonna lose or how do you know that you're a real winner if you've never have lost before it's I guess you know kind of seeing it in in multiple perspectives right because yeah. then you know we've talked about our high school years before I've admitted that you know I I, I did sports I yeah. ran cross country all four years I did play basketball but I wasn't good enough to where like I was just lucky if I made the team yeah and so I wasn't you know in 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 the big spotlight most of the time to where the outcomes of the games depended on my my particular play yeah and yeah. so i guess you know from somebody that has been there before that they would have a different perspective where there's so much uh i guess um expectations on a particular player especially when these players are like what 13 14 15 16 17 years old yeah and we place all of these expectations on them as players from our communities to play well, to play good, because then, you know, when you play basketball, especially in a lot, in a big crowd, it's almost like public speaking because you get nervous that other people are, are watching, watching you. you. Yeah. You get nervous that people you know are watching you. And then so, you know, it, you tend to hit these moments sometimes where you get the yips to where, you know, you normally you're able to execute a move smoothly, but because you know that your parents are watching you, you know that your siblings are watching you, you know that the girl that you have a crush on is watching you, yeah. then that affects the way that you play. You get nervous and then so, you know, it really takes focus for an athlete to really i guess push all of that distraction out and to really play the best game that you can play and then in addition to that i think what other what also impedes a player's distraction is when you have people from the crowd yelling at you yep. to play a certain way because then that, that was another thing too that i've thought about is that you know because i have my own philosophies on how to play basketball yeah and i imagine that when my two youngest get older that if they continue to play basketball that when they get to high school that they're gonna have coaches and it's gonna be my job as a parent to instruct my students that i may have my own philosophy in how to play this game but because you have this relationship with a coach and a player that you do what your coach tells you to. Yeah. You yeah. play the game how your coach tells you to play, even if AI may not agree with it. But unfortunately, I don't think that you have parents like that all throughout that sometimes the parents' instructions to their players, it contradicts to what a coach might be trying to teach them. Yep. And then so that kind of disrupts I guess the learning process and in their involvement with school sports. It's like the karate kid, pretty much, mm-hmm. you know, where you have uh, Johnny or what is that? Uh, Daniel, he's, he's being taught Daniel how to, Day-Lewis. yeah, Daniel Daly. He's being taught how to be a formal 
person, how to be a respected person. Uh-huh. But then you have the Cobra Kai's come in and say that no, like the cooler kids. Yeah, and then he's like, no, sweep the leg, man. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. You know, and and doing that, and it's it's that mentality that goes on with these parents here is that is like don't listen to, don't become like this. Um, don't listen to your coach. That guy. I don't know shit. Yeah, and then you listen to me. I know what to do. I I, I was a state champ back in 1995. <laughs> 1975, you know. I and, might be a little overweight now, but I could still take you. <laughs> but but anyway, it's like that. It's it's how we teach them. It's how we how we portray these sports. And it's so strange that Hopi only has two formal sports here. Or actually just basically just one kind of formal sport until you get to high school where it's like uh, football and basketball. Well, that's why I think the Heel League because they have all these sports for the elementary level kids. They uh, they have Do they have like the ping pong leagues? <laughs> no. Okay. I, I, I believe as of now they, they have cross country and they have basketball. Yeah. But I think prior to COVID they had more sports. And then I think as they go forward, they're going to try to introduce more sports. Yeah, it would be great if if we could play like ping pong, like, you know, ping pong sports. Like, you know, that is a real sport. That, <laughs> that, is, that is a real sport. You know, ping pong. You know, ping pong is a real thing. You know, or, or like uh, yeah. badminton. You ever watch Menace to Society? Yes. Uh, hon- honky ball. <laughs> honky ball. Carl trying to be like a white man. <laughs> Or, or like badminton, you know, badminton, you know, no, no, nobody heard, has heard of badminton before. Or maybe tennis. Nobody, you know, kids don't know what tennis is. Or what about for all the mathletes out there? Or mathletes, yeah. The <laughs> mathathon, 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 mathathon. The mathable. <laughs> Those types of sports. I mean, it's like we only stick to a certain type that we're, we think that we might be good at, but why not try it like that? Like try ping pong, like, you know, have a kid hit around like little tiny white balls. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I, I've heard, I guess like, like from, uh, I guess just from a general community member perspective yeah, that I've heard from people that it's difficult to coach on the reservation. I've heard from people that it's difficult to officiate on the reservation. Yep. You know, if you're to become a, a referee and yep. for football, basketball, I think really it's primarily those two sports that really carry this toxic yep. dynamic. It's, I think really the, because they're probably yep. the two most popular sports. And it's funny because then, you know, like from that previous episode that I mentioned, we were both cringe that you, and you mentioned this too, is that we have such high expectations from our student athletes and I think that sometimes that these expectations are probably far and above and beyond of what's realistic, yeah. of what's what's re- a reality. Yeah. And so, you know, unfortunately, we carry those expectations to these sporting events. And then when we t- we're losing or when the team's not playing well, then it's like me yelling at my TV and telling Landry Shamit that he's a freaking waste of space. <laughs> And I don't understand why the team signed you. But I guess really, you know, the big difference is that, you know, we're carrying the same energy. We're carrying the same energy into our local gymnasiums. And then we're shooting this negative energy to people that are a part of our community. Yeah. Yeah. People that didn't sign up to that didn't ask for this type of attention because then, you know, you go back to high school. Like for me, I, I felt that sports and this is obviously, you know, it differs from student to student, but for me, at least sports was a large part of the high school going experience Yeah, because I wanted to do good in cross country. 
I want it to do I, I just want it to make the team in basketball because Tuba is a big basketball town. Yeah. And that, you know, if you're on the basketball team in Tuba, it says something. It means something. And, you know, I was kind of astounded that, you know, when my oldest daughter was at, at the high school here on Hopi, that they don't get enough students out to make up a basketball team no and so it's like basically everybody who joins makes the team <laughs> but then in tuba you got like 30 40 50 kids going out for basketball yeah and it was like i guess to me like that that meant something that it kind of elevated that your you were stature, the chosen one yeah that if you were to make this these teams out of all the kids that try out yeah it said something about you and i remember too that when i was on the basketball team in tuba even though i hardly played that you still got that recognition of being somebody on that team. Yeah. And it was almost like the movie Varsity Blues where you go around in the community, people know who you are. <laughs> I remember getting free pizzas from Pizza Edge because, oh, you're on the basketball team. Your money's no good here. Yeah. And so too bad there wasn't a liquor you store be- <laughs> in Tuba. So that way, you know, I couldn't get a free you become from- You become famous. You become that local community mm-hmm. famous. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that, you know, parents want to have that type of fame you know like my my son or my daughter won this huge trophy here oh, for sure. yeah for and sure. and of course that comes with it and i i understand that you know i i never won a trophy before you know but i bought my trophy you know because <laughs> they're so cheap on ebay but anyway it's 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 like earning something that you you worked hard for mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i believe that you know hope he is the same way too even though we don't have anything to really show for it we have that good feeling inside that says that I worked very hard for this, uh, you know, this tikive, and I, I this, it's showing that, it, it, you know, it's 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 something that you work very very hard for, and you you know you're you're pushing forward, you're making other people happy, and with sports in the other way, I think that's what we're always striving for is trying to uh, make other people look at you and say that oh this is what you did you know this is what you have done you've accomplished this here and i I think a big part of it too is how our community looks at these sports yeah because then like that like like i don't think and you know people out there can correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think the local chess players are going to pizza edge and getting (laughs) free pizza right or you know some of these other sports that aren't as popular and like that as a cross-country runner i never got this type of attention yeah and i was a better cross-country runner than i was a basketball player like my my place on the cross-country team actually meant something like it i actually contributed to the success or failure of my cross-country yeah yeah when i was on the basketball team it's like i i the outcome probably wouldn't have been any different whether I was there or not, but because it's <laughs> basketball that people, I got special attention. Yeah, people and, tend to look at the bigger picture than that. Yeah. And and I guess really because of the fame that the more popular sports came with, and you know I think that for a lot of people that they did carry their place within the sports hierarchy with pride, yeah. and that's why you got people out there that are our age that are still wearing their high school basketball tournament. <laughs> Shirts and Their, uh, sweaters Letterman jacket That have holes in them Because <laughs> then you know That's a, a, a point of pride for them Yeah That they're still wearing These uh, worn down Tournament shirts And sweaters around it, It's so strange Because Like Half of this Half of the kids That do play in these sports Don't make it into Other sports 
uh, it, like you know, uh, you, college. You, you mean a higher, yeah, higher, higher education, yeah, higher, higher level, like college of, uh, or or professional, yeah, collegiate, yeah, professional. And none of them, especially in basketball, especially in basketball or in football. You know, you're not. We don't have like a, a Hopi Hopi boy that has made it to the college level. I, I've never heard of anything like that. But yet, we still believe that you know recruiters will come out and say that, hey, let you're going to play for the the uh, you know the San Francisco Seahawks mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. anything like that. You know, you, we're, we're going to have to be like the Navajos and figure out, make up some way that we're related <laughs> to all these other. Non Hopis that are native out there. Yep, yep, exactly. And so it's it's so strange. It's like, you know, we put so much emphasis. We should put so much hate into trying to make ourselves better at sports, but yet it doesn't go anywhere. It 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 just stops at the high school level, and then that's it. You don't play. Most of the kids when they go to college, they're not going to college to play sports. You know, maybe like maybe one percent of them will do you know, running, but that's about it. You know, you heard of that, uh, one kid or the Boston marathon what was his name. Um, Oh, Oh, my, my brother, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. You heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. That guy's a nobody. No. <laughs> yeah. You, you heard of that, but he's not playing in, he's not playing on a team. He's playing for himself basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I guess a hypothetical question to you. Okay. If you were Dr. Strange and you had all this magic in the world, and you could change the fan culture out here on Hopi. How, how would you change it to? I uh, have no fans at all. <laughs> <laughs> take things back to take the things, COVID era. Yeah, take things to go back to the COVID era. I mean, like, it's so strange. It's like, you know, you, you of course, we yell at the TV. I, I do the same thing, too. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the same way during Cardinals games, you know. And I wish I was like. Qu- Quidditch matches. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That when you're too. watching the extreme tag championships, extreme uh, bowling on series, ESPN 100, ESPN Ocho the eight, <laughs> no, uh, um, ES- like- ESPN Dimension X, <laughs> dodgeball, <laughs> dodgeball matches. You know, no, I, I, I believe I, I want to be like my qua because my qua said says that you know I don't care who wins, uh, I'm always a winner because whoever wins, that's my team. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I guess, you know, really even, you know, just because this was part of the conversation, too, that I had with my son last night. But, you know, outside of just the toxic culture that the fans bring to the game, that sometimes the toxic culture is within the team, too. Yeah. Because then, you know, one thing about, you know, cross country is that when we competed in these races and if somebody had a bad race, like nobody really kind of was down on anybody for having a bad race. It was like, yeah. oh, you, you had a bad race. You know, I had a good race. So I'm happy for myself but you had a bad race and it impacted our team but you know you'll do better next time but basketball for some reason even within the team that it brings this toxicity to where as a player if you play bad if you make a bad play if you miss a shot if you throw the ball away or something that you'll have your own teammates kind of yelling at you yeah like come on man like what the fuck are you doing like like there's there there's not a lot of encouragement when yeah. it comes to things like basketball. And so, you know, through all the years that I've played basketball through uh, little leagues, junior high school, high school, even played one year in college, but it's the same thing as high school. I was just lucky I was on the team. And, you know, I always respected the good players that were encouraging. Yeah. That if you made a mistake, like, oh, don't, don't worry about it. You know, shake it off. 
you'll you'll play better on the next play. Yeah. Because I always thought that that type of player was always few and far in between. Yeah. That you always got these little asshole kids that acted like they were perfect and that they never made a mistake. And they would yell at all the other players when they made when they would make a mistake. <laughs> but then when those players would make a mistake, I'd just be like in my heart, like, fuck you. See, you make mistakes, too. And so that was something, too, that we had to talk to my son about is that, you know, as a player, you have to be encouraging to your teammates. Yeah. Because then, you know, if they make a mistake, you have to understand that everybody, like you just said, that in life, we all lose. Mm-hmm. That's a guarantee. Oh, like, yeah. you're going to make mistakes. Like, when you play these sports, you're going to make mistakes. Oh, everybody yeah. makes mistakes. Best basketball players in the world make mistakes. Of course. And that when you're on a team, that when your teammates are playing and they make mistakes, it's like just acknowledging that, hey, man, I'm going to be supporting of you keep shooting you're gonna make it eventually keep shooting if you're wide open keep taking that shot because that's a high percentage shot you're gonna make it at some point and that really that when you develop this toxic culture within a team that it really it becomes infectious to where it's not even fun anymore yeah to play when you're dealing with players that are like that that like to yell at each other or like to yell at everybody else but of course their mouth shut as soon as they make a mistake (laughs) they're not yelling at themselves and so it's really like those dick players that kind of also introduce this level of toxicity into the sport of basketball that all of us natives love to watch and play yep exactly i mean it's so i mean you you see that you see that trickle down to the youngsters, like even though they're not playing, you know, you see that down to young children that when their mom is, while mom or dad are yelling at the TV, they have to yell at the TV and they don't know why they're yelling at the TV. <laughs> they just think that, you know, my, my little seven year old, ah, fuck you, Shaman. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> and, and so, and, and, and that, that kind of, you know, puts that in their minds that, you know, if I yell at that, if I yell at this person, maybe that person will play better. Yeah. 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 And, and that goes through their, that goes through their heads. And when they join sports, then that kind of, you know, that kind of comes out, you know, you become that ugly player. You become that, uh, disrespectful player thinking that, you know, something because your parents knew that knew like, you know, why didn't you make the three pointer when you had the chance? Yeah. Then? Yeah. And I, I think, I think like there's balance, right? Like yeah. I think at least as far as playing sports, I think that there is a balance because then I, 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 me personally, I don't believe in the way that youth sports have become to where everybody gets participation trophies. I don't, yeah. I don't like that because I think that it's a way of congratulating somebody for showing up for their job. But like, mm-hmm. to me, that, that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. That that's, that's already expected of them to do that. You congratulate somebody when they accomplish something worth congratulating for. And so, you know, that's a culture that's kind of recently developed and it's probably developed by, uh, parents my people like my parents where their child played basketball and he wasn't really that good yeah and you know they wanted him to get acknowledged for no I, I think my dad would be very is very anti that as well but you know there's a balance because then you have to 
if you're going to play sports as a player, yeah, that there has to be this expectation that when you come to practice, that you're going to give it your all. Mm-hmm. That even in practice, that you're going to play as hard as you can play. And especially like basketball. I think basketball is such a different sport because then there's a lot of flash in it that a lot of people want to play it because they want to show off. Yeah. That, and it really, you know, that's fed from, uh, I guess, the baller culture that we see on TV because then shit, when I was in college, just starting college, that's when the and one mixtape stuff started yeah. coming around where all the street basketball players would do cool <laughs> tricks, throw the basketball underneath their shirt make it spin around and you know that's what we all want it to do but then you know that style of play is specifically for flash and it's not going to win you any basketball games yeah and then so you know i guess it's really understanding the difference of playing to win understanding playing good basketball versus playing selfish basketball versus playing flashy basketball and then applying that to yourself as a player while you're playing and then also understanding discipline because then you know when you go to basketball practice you're not playing basketball the whole time you're uh, at basketball practice because you know I know that one drill that every basketball player hates is suicides Uh, when you're sprinting back and forth on the basketball court like everybody hates that and you know another aspect of basketball practice is going to the weight room lifting weights making your muscles stronger so that you can play against other teams and so there's other aspects of practice that isn't just basketball but these exercises are meant to help your game and then I guess really even being dedicated to that understanding and listening when your coach is telling you why it is that you're doing these things and then really developing that team mentality as far as basketball goes like I might have the basketball at the three-point line and I might have uh, a pretty decent look at the at the hoop but if i just make this one drive maybe i can get somebody open that's going to be underneath the hoop which is the even better shot and then i dump it off to that guy and then they make the easy shot you know we should have the horse league you know you, you play horse <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, i'd be good at that <laughs> You know, I I believe that Hopi is missing one thing, is missing the arts. Oh, I thought you were going to say missing height. <laughs> missing height. But yeah, basically that too. Is missing arts. You know, we, we don't have band anymore. We don't have the orchestral arts. We don't have like ballet. We don't have like, you know, drama class. And we believe that sports is the only key to making... Dra- drama classes enacted on social media. <laughs> Drama class, we always had that in the Kiva and uh, during Naya, so <laughs> <laughs> during paybacks as well, too. I, I, well, that's when the drama class occurs. Yeah. But we don't have those types of things there. And, you know, a lot of these kids, they're thrown into like believing that they're going to be star athletes. And a lot of them, they want to just, uh, you know, draw or they want to play an instrument, mm-hmm. you know, and and we don't we don't encourage that. We just encourage like, you know, no, you're going to play peewee basketball here. You're going to join the heel team. <laughs> and they're like, I don't want to run. You know, I don't want to run this thing here. I just want to I just want to like, you know, listen to jazz or like listen to orchestral music. And we don't have that. We don't have those types of things out here. And we're missing a lot of that. A long time ago, we did. Along, like, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, you know, a lot of our grandparents, they were in band. They were in the marching bands in high school and they were in drama class or they did like carpentry class, like, you know, welding class and all of these different types of things that that they were encouraged to do rather than just playing sports like that. And 
hope he doesn't do that anymore. We're we're being taught to just be part of uh, a, a certain society. You know, we're being taught to just try to get ourselves out there to get a nine to five job and and die as old age or of of a heart attack because your dream has gone out the window. If you were dreaming to become a great saxophonist like Kenny G, you know you you know you. We, we don't have those types of aspects out here on the Hopi Reservation. We just don't do that. We just have sports. That's it. We don't have the chess team. We don't have ping pong leagues. You know, we don't have all those things like that. And we encourage, we, we think that sports is the only way to get ourselves as, as you know, happy people, as, as like, you know, uh, you know, uh, what is it like normal society in normal society? That, that, that's an interesting point that you bring up because then, you know, I think that a lot of people out here could probably relate to that comment that, you know, I guess as, as Hopi families, like a yeah. quote, quote unquote, uh, modern traditional Hopi yeah. family. Like we, we think about, I guess what we think about being normal. Yeah. Like in my family playing sports is normal. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. plays sports. Like it's such it's it's such a weirdo thing if somebody doesn't play sports. Yeah. Because then you know when our our children, my nephews, my nieces, my own kids, all of my much younger cousins when they're growing up and then when they get to that age when they can play sports, the question is always, "Oh, what are you going to play?" Where are you going to play? And then sometimes, you know, a few of them, like, oh, I'm not playing any sports. And then like everybody's face just They're makes like, that what? weird face. Like, yeah, what? what? Why? 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 Yeah. Why? Why would you play sports? Like, in, in, but then, you know, it's credit to my family that, you know, they're not dicks about it. That, yeah. that it's just, you know, but that is how we think, though, that playing sports is normal. And so when we think about our own kids coming up, that that's just our expectation of them to that play they're going to play some yeah. sport. And I guess because it's in our own head that that's what's normal about growing up. Yeah. But like you're saying that there's so much other things that our kids can be a part of. They can be mathletes. They can be in the drama club. They can be involved with something that has to deal with music. They can be involved with things that have to deal with poetry. Yeah. Or, you know, and I guess really, you know, and uh, this is coming from a parent perspective. And my wife and I, we have these conversations all the time about our own kids. We always talk about how soon is too soon to start our kids on sports because our youngest daughter and our oldest daughter, I think they were cross country runners starting like in first, second grade. Yeah. yeah. Something crazy like that. And we always had this conversation about forcing our kids yeah. to do something that maybe they really didn't want to do. Because then, you know, I have experiences of being not necessarily forced to play a certain sport, but just having this expectation that you're going to do this sport. And then when, you know, you come to enroll into your high school classes that nobody even asks you, you know, do you want to play this sport? It's like they're already filling out the yeah. paperwork. Yeah, you're exactly. going to play this sport. And so, you know, there's definitely, I guess, Trauma, if you want to call it that, that's caused by having expectations so early on in your youth. 
about doing something because then you know as kids too it's that sometimes you might not even really like basketball oh, you might yeah. not even really like football yeah. but you just play it because that's what all the other kids your mom are and dad are making you do and this. so yeah. you know there's some sort of expectation that you're going to be involved with these sports somehow because then you know when i got into junior high school I actually signed up for football because all of my friends were going to play football yeah yeah and i thought that you know that was the cool thing to do and i think i also did it in a way to revolt around from what my own expectations was was that you're gonna run you're gonna yeah. run cross country i don't want to run cross country <laughs> so i'm gonna sign up for football and and see how that goes but it didn't quite work out for me and i ended up on the cross on country the team <laughs> by the next year and and so you know there's all of these things i guess that come into play for students that are athletes that want to be athletes that are expected to be athletes on the reservation exactly when we expect so much like that we expect so so much of them becoming that normal you know quote unquote mm -hmm. normal mm -hmm. person as a person to play sports we don't think about that there are other things that this child might be interested in you know it's and we think that no, you know, uh, you know, my my grandpa or you know, like my dad used to play sports, so you're gonna play sports. Yep. You're a legacy. Yep. You know, you're you're doing this. And then I guess as a parent, if they don't make the decisions that you want them to make, how and, am I gonna feel about yeah. that? Because I thought about that before. Like, what if what if my and especially I think as a man, yeah, when you have a son, yeah, what if my son doesn't want to play sports? What if, and you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with any of these examples no, that I'm no, going no, to no, lay no. out, but I'm just relaying how I think. What if my son doesn't want to play any sports? Yeah. What if he wants to join the chess club? What if he wants to be in drama? Like basically all these things that you're suggesting. Like what if he wants to go the alternative route? Yeah. As opposed to this more dominant I guess expect expected route how would I feel as a parent like because I have brothers that have sons I have friends that have sons and if my brothers and friends that have sons and their sons are excelling in some sort of sport and then it comes to me hey Jay man how, how's your boy doing what sports is he in uh, he, he's, he's in, in the fashion club he's in ballet <laughs> <laughs> he's in the fashion club <laughs> And and so you know, as a parent, you know, you think about these yeah. things, yeah. You, and because you never, I guess, being a good parent, you don't want to make your child feel like they're disappointed, they're less you, of you, yeah. Especially when they choose to do something that, in no way, in shape, harms you, harms anybody else. That they're just doing something that they're interested in, and it's not something that you would prefer them doing. And so you know, that's kind of a thought. That parents have And then you know Another th uh, Other thoughts too That my wife and I Have talked about Is that It's like How do we um, Teach our kids To respect the coach And how do we As parents Respect the coach And what their Philosophies are Because as I mentioned Before And when it comes To running Because our, our Two oldest Were also on, In cross country Basically All three of my daughters Were in cross country And so when it comes To me and the Res famous wife We're real serious About cross country And so we have Our own philosophies On how that goes and what if our kids are being taught a different way how do we respect the coach and their decisions and how to coach our children and so you know there's just like this a lot of things to consider being a parent of student athletes and trying to do it in a right way because then you don't want to be the parent 
that's suing the school. Yeah. <laughs> for a reason related to your kids and athletics, because that stuff happens. That you don't want to be the parent that gets a coach fired as it results to athletics because those things happen. They do happen often. It, it's not it's not it's not a rarity anymore. It's a it's a given now. You know, you're you're a parent that thinks that their child is going to be an all-state champion or an all you know US you know country champion. And that what separates us from China is that China doesn't have a basketball team and they're one step ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, and I, I guess really you know and, and I think it differs. You know, it really differs because then you know some parents they're like they have my mentality when I was high school. When I was in high school, I'm just happy to be on the yeah, team. Yeah. I'm just happy my kids on the team. Yeah. But there's a difference when your kid is high excelling, and that you really believe that they can do something impactful, and that really does change how you carry yourself. It makes you a little bit crazier because then you want your child to be in a position to where they can be successful. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's how we emphasize sports, and that's how we emphasize a lot of the stuff that we are talking about. And you know, it's it's so strange to to me that. We put so much of that pressure on kids today that they have to be, they have to join some sort of sport. They have to join some sort of uh, society like that. Because if they don't, then who are they? You know, and we, we don't think about that. We just think that if I was in a cross country, you're going to be in a cross country. You know, we, we think that we have that mentality there, but everybody's different everybody in the entire Hopi reservation and beyond is different like you know I I wanted to join sports I wanted to join the uh, you know bas- uh, baseball and I didn't get picked I didn't get picked because uh, you know I wasn't worthy enough and that was okay you know I I I'm you know I like hacky sack and I like uh, I like jazz and I like uh, you know toys that I can tinker around with make things better I like cameras and and those things that are that I do it doesn't make me weird it just makes me a different person it just makes me a unique person there it's it's not like you know where I'm I'm constantly trying to uh, you know, join a sport or like dominate at some sort of uh, you know some sort of sport there, but it, it's it's just we're all different, and we all want we all need to be uh, we all we all should just encourage kids to join something that they like rather than what we sh- we could like mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, I, and so that that's our that's our sports rant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if you gotten this far here in, uh, you know, it's almost about an hour long. It's, I know it's strange that we, we were talking about sports on the reservation and we just kind of, just kind of blabbered along with that. So thank you for, (laughs) thank you for making it this far. So if you guys want to donate something or become a monthly sponsor, Go to anchor.fm slash CJ podcast 85 to become a monthly sponsor, even though it's a small donation or small uh, subscription that you're joining. It's so, you know, small pennies like that make a huge difference. And if you're not following us on our social media accounts, you can find us at Carl and J man all across the boards on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and congratulations, YouTube followers. Our newest episodes are on YouTube. And so I'd like to give a big round of applause 
for the lazy YouTube guy that finally got off his ass and <laughs> put some of these episodes on YouTube. <laughs> and so he will be getting something in his stocking this year. All right. So well, big yeah, shouts then, out for that. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, don't forget us to don't forget to give us a five star review because that really helps us out. And you don't forget that uh, Spotify is uh, a paid sponsor of the yeah. podcast. So if you're listening to this on anything other than Spotify, go back and listen to it a second a time on Spotify. And we are also on Amazon Music. Yes, we are on also on Amazon Music. We made it to the top there. Hardly any podcast do that. They have to be invited in order for them to be oh, on. Boss. Yeah. So we have enough. Dope. Dope. Yeah, we have a uh, we have a lot of followers. Fire. And, yeah. Is that is that Drip. new slate in the new slate? I don't know. <laughs> these kids say these days. <laughs> that's uh I just say that's coolio. Is that still cool? <laughs> that's far out. Is that rev- revelant? All right. Well, thank you again for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. My name is Carl and this is my best friend J-Man. So long. Quite, quite.